So, are you a good kid or a bad kid? This is part of an occasional series about phrases that this therapist finds himself repeating often. It's a reading from a recent Medium post. As a clinician in private practice, one of the phrases that I hear myself asking sometimes is this. So, are you a good kid or a bad kid? This usually happens on a first session with a child, typically with a parent still in the treatment room. We are all getting to know each other, asking questions I probably already know the answer to, such as their grade in school, family structure, and the reason why the parent is bringing their child to my office. And then I ask, so, are you a good kid or a bad kid? This is where the conversation stops for a second, just a pause while the child might glance back at a parent from our position of sitting on the floor accompanied by paper and crayons. They answer, I'm a good kid that sometimes does bad things. You see, perspective is important. This question about being a good kid or a bad kid is important because it reveals what the child thinks about themselves or what they have been told about themselves. Whether this message is internal or external, this perception of I am good or I am bad can dominate how a child sees themselves. This perception of being either good or bad then shapes their behavior, making it much less of a decision. If I see myself as bad, then I am the type of person who would lie, cheat, or steal. If I see myself as good, then my behavior may follow. This goodness or badness becomes an immutable, unchangeable quality to describe themselves. It is almost as if they were describing their hair as brown, eyes as green, being short or tall, smart or dumb. Once they see themselves this way, then it feels like a quality that one can do nothing about. However, perception is not everything. I first heard the analogy from an interview with Ellen Langer, a writer, about mindfulness and aging. She asked if one plus one always equaled two. You know that there is a bit of a trick afoot, especially when she brings in the case of bubblegum, where combining one piece of chewed bubblegum with another piece of chewed bubblegum will yield a single piece of bubblegum. In that case, one plus one equals one. So while our original assumptions are correct some of the time, we would do well to question them too. Such is especially the case with children who see themselves as the bad kid or the good kid. It is helpful to remind our children that they are not inherently unchangeably good or bad. While one can sometimes expect a certain behavior from a child, as the adults and parents of these children, we would do well to remember that so much of behavior is developmental and will change. Calling a child good or bad during a particularly difficult period in their development can stick to their sense of self, like some chewed-up bubblegum. One behavior is not all of who we are. 
we remember that they are growing and changing. Their behavior will change too. And it is helpful to keep a specific behavior or event from perpetually defining a child. That definition as selfish or mean or stupid or what we generally consider positive qualities like smart or strong or good can end up being oppressive to their sense of self. When they find that they make a mistake or that they are not as strong as you said that they were or since that that they are stupid, then they may start to think, why should I try? You see, the key is to maintain some flexibility in their definition of their self by focusing on the behavior, not the person. So this is what you might hear from a child who says, I'm a good kid, but sometimes I make mistakes. To which I often respond, good! You know, I make mistakes too sometimes. Your parents do, we all do. The trick is figuring out what to do next time. You see, keeping the focus on the behavior helps us not define ourselves by it. If we see ourselves as bad, then that is harder to change. If we see a behavior as bad, then there's more of a chance to stop, think, and see what we might do differently next time. So, if you do ask your child if they are good or bad, be prepared to sit back, to take a deep breath, to talk about how you love them and care about them, and that even when they make a mistake, that is okay. Help them understand that behavior is about learning over time. They will make mistakes that hurt them and that might hurt others, but then we ask forgiveness. We try to fix what might have been broken. And then we try again. As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults with a few older adults and couples thrown in too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad, but um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you.